Marvel fans, and welcome to What's New in Marvel Unlimited, where we take a look at the comics new to the Marvel Unlimited app. As always, there's a great selection of interesting stuff to take a look at. We've done our reading, and now we're here to help you navigate the vast chronicles of comics within the Marvel Unlimited app. Hey everybody, welcome back to What's New in Marvel Unlimited. This is Dan. Each week, my daughter Sienna and I are looking at which Marvel comics have released digitally through the Marvel Unlimited app this week. Currently, we're focusing on January 28th to February 3rd of 2024. So, if you happen to have a Marvel Unlimited app and a subscription, these are the comics that are new and available for you to read. Okay, so a quick overview of the week is we have 24 total new items, five of which are Infinity Comics, 17 are regular monthly issues, one is a dual release, which is a regular and an Infinity Comic, which is Miss Marvel, and there are three first issues this week as well. Absolutely. All right, sounds good. So we normally start off with the Infinity Comics, and we kind of decided to focus on those a little bit this week. So mm -hmm. you, you read... Some of the Infinity comics uh, kind of went through and read one of the, the storylines a little bit. Which storyline is it that you read through? So I read the Spider-Man Unlimited, um, the Spider-Boy one. That's the one that's currently ongoing. Um, there's four issues of that out right now, plus um, 16 of other Spider stories yep. before that. Cool. So what was that story about and what did you think of it? Um, basically, Spider-Boy is in this building, and there's this group of rats that are basically the villain of the story. Okay. Um, and they're, then there's this other group of people as well that are the bad guys. Yep. But, um, the rats are, like, somehow dangerous, and he's trying to get the people out of the building before the rats, like, eat them, and things like that, or somehow infect them. Yep. So, uh, yeah. I, I read through some of those, too. There's some physical comedy in a little bit. Mm -hmm. so. so, had you seen much of Spider-Boy before? Or? I read the one Spider-Boy from a previous week. I don't know which week it was, but... Okay. So, I knew kind of what was going on with him already. So, if these are coming out, like, every week, would this be something that, like, you think you would take a few minutes to read each week kind of thing going forward or is it something where you're like yeah, i tried it but i don't know that's really my thing like the, the spider -Man. comics or yeah, just yeah, spider-man in general the spider-man one um i think the spider-man one is especially well this specific story that i this is the only one i've read i think it's really cute i think spider-boy is a really like i've never seen anything from him before except for that one other comic i think he's a really cool character and like his backstory is cool um, and I also, I do like the way that the Infinity Comics flow through. Mm -hmm. um, it just makes it, like, a lot smoother to read. And, like, there's a lot more they can do with the art when it when they can, like, make it flow like that. You can do a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, I noticed some of that, too. So, the Spider-Man Unlimited stuff you're reading, it's written by Pretty Chibber. Uh, Edge Sue is the artist. And then Federico Blee and Clayton Cowles are working as colorists and letterers on, or letterer on that. So, good stuff. And I read through some of them, too. They seem, they seem fun, fast-paced. Mm -hmm. I then also read the Avengers United Infinity Comics. Uh, 
and actually went back and just started at number one and read all the way to the current one, which is number 16, which came out this week. Took me like a half hour total. Because these do... Yeah, they go like, really know, fast, yeah. You just scroll down and you get to the end and it goes to the next one pretty mm -hmm. much. So it almost is just like a fully scrolling 16, you know, uh, chapter comic. And in fact, I think that really, rather than thinking of these as issues, it's probably better to think of them as chapters, like weekly yeah. chapters, right? It was really an interesting story. The Avengers United is definitely more serious in, in its tone. Uh, it deals with the Avengers sort of going off to essentially get themselves involved in a, a civil war or uprising where they really don't know who the good guys and the bad guys are. You've got people on a planet and then people on the moon in that planet. And essentially they both are saying that the other one is doing all sorts of terrible things and the Avengers just sort of bumble in. And I don't really know at this point whether they're the good guys or the bad guys of this story currently. <laughs> so it's interesting. Uh, that one's by Derek Landy, uh, Marcio Fiorito, Erica Arcianega, and Joe Sabino. And I bet I've butchered at least a couple of those names, but there you go. Interesting thing with this is a lot of the names I'm seeing in the Infinity books are people whose names I really haven't seen a lot before mm -hmm. in comics. So I think there's a lot of younger folks. I think that makes sense, though, with like the it. new type of comic. It makes sense that there would be younger people yep. working on it. So if you want to see sort of some uh, some new creators uh, as well, I think that the Infinity comics are actually kind of a fun thing to check out. The Avengers one, like I said, i actually really enjoying it. It's, uh, it's pretty good stuff. So, so then... You know, there's there's others, though. What, what were the other books that we had this week? We had Avengers United was number 16, Spider-Man Unlimited, number 21, and then what else? There was X-Men Unlimited, number 124, and Marvel's Voices, number 87, and then the Miss Marvel, which is the double, which there's one Infinity comic, which is number three, mm -hmm. and then Alligator Loki, which I did read okay. a couple of. And those ones are really easy because there are no words whatsoever. It's just pictures. So they're really easy to scroll through. And one of the ones, the, the newest one, had a Doctor Strange in it. And there was one really cool part with the art. He also doesn't talk? No, none of them talk. Interesting. Not None okay. of the people or anything. So, and then he, so basically, Alligator Loki gets a hold of the, the, the cloak. And there's this really cool art thing where, like, the cloak, like, is flowing down the page as you scroll, and it's really cool to look at. Really? And so I think it's really cool that they can do that sort of thing with the with the scrolling feature. And that's kind of what I was talking about with the art before. Okay. Um, but take, those ones are really cute, and take, I like them. Taking advantage of the format mm -hmm. a little bit. Excellent. Yep, and then, so yeah, six of them, or seven, six this week. Good stuff. Um... I think probably in the future we will try and check in on the Infinity Comics, see a little bit what's going on in those, as they are, of course, the ones that are specific to Marvel Unlimited. It's kind of like that extra thing you get for subscribing. How about Standard Comics? How many of those did we get, and, and what uh, what are our titles for this week? So we had 17 regular issues, and they were Hollow's Eve, The Big Night, which was number one and also a one-shot. Yep. And I read that one, and it was really, it was really fun, actually. Yep. And since this, these all came out around, they were in October around this Halloween. Was, last week was the week before Halloween. This was the week of Halloween. So mm -hmm. Halloween would have been like five days after this. So we've got 
Hallow's Eve and Marvel Zombies that are kind of, you know, yeah. specifically targeted to be Halloween. And I enjoyed those. I read both of them because they're more horror themed. With the Zombies one, there were like three or four stories in stories, there. Stories, yep. And I, I, I thought that was kind of that was kind of fun having different <clears throat> ones because I wasn't really sure what I was expecting with that. But yeah. Well, well and Marvel Zombies is considering you're just kind of coming in there there's a whole backstory of that with like a marvel universe mm -hmm. or universes potentially at this point that ended up being corrupted by zombies and all of the marvel heroes go bad and it's really a downer to be quite frank it's, it's not yeah, it doesn't a, it's seem not a happy fun. universe right you know and for a while they had even like all these specialty covers a guy named arthur pseudonym who sort of specializes in making things into zombies he had this really crazy mm -hmm. really gory art almost did some special stuff and it looked so cool. I think they made the Marvel Zombie Universe just to feature the messed up art <laughs> that he was doing. But anyway, so yeah, there was a couple of them for Halloween. What other stuff did we have? We had Captain Marvel number one, um, Predator versus Wolverine number two, Star Wars Dark Droids D Squad number two, Uncanny Spider Man number two, Captain America number two, Alpha Flight number three, Dark X Men number three, Jean Grey number three. Marvel Unleashed number three, Miss Marvel the New Mutant number three, Realm of X number three, Uncanny Avengers number three, Immortal Four number three, Amazing Spider-Man number 36, Star Wars Doctor Aphra number 37, and finally X-Men Days of Future Past Doomsday number four. It's a lot of number threes. There's so many number num threes. Number twos, and this is the crazy thing is with like 17, 18 books here. There were two of them that were higher than issue four. Yeah. So basically this entire week is just stuff that's been rebooted within the last few months or has just started in the last few months. So I read quite a few of these. In fact, I think I read all of them this week because I had some time. Uh, there were a number of them that that I thought were, were really a lot of fun. There's also a lot of them that really require a lot of backstory. So, you know, like I read the Jean Grey limited series mm -hmm. it's four issues total it's number three this week and it essentially requires you to have sort of a phd in x-men to really understand what it's going on because he's going back through her entire life and sort of going is this where i went wrong that things went as badly mm -hmm. as they is this where i went wrong and then she'll play back a a particular snippet but it doesn't have all of the stuff around it so to actually know what's going on you have to have been there when they got onto the space shuttle you had to have been there you know when whatever else happened and it's it's kind of interesting to see how that worked um it was interesting stuff but it, it definitely was a kind of a deep cut and I've, I've noticed that with a lot of things so i kind of felt that way with the uncanny spider-man because it felt mm -hmm. like there was some stuff going on that i didn't have context for Oh, absolutely. Like, I got I got the gist of what was going on, but I didn't know any of the characters and what their relationships were, because it seemed like there was some, like, stuff going on the, with the relationships that yes. I was like, I don't know what happened with these people, but something definitely did. There definitely are a lot of things going on there. One of the crazy things about it, of course, is that Kurt Wagner is supposed to be Nightcrawler mm -hmm. from the X-Men, but right now he's running around in a Spider-Man costume. Mm -hmm. So... It's, and that's why they call it Uncanny Spider-Man. Yeah. It's an uncanny X-Man in a Spider-Man suit. Uh, 
there are so many things here that kind of rely on you knowing Kurt, knowing some of his enemies, yeah. all that sort of stuff. But they're still fun books. I have I've been enjoying those. I think they're they're pretty cool. Um, had you seen Silver Sable before? I don't think so. No. Okay. Spider-Man villain slash I don't know. Love interest? Yeah, sometimes she's a, like a partner in solving crimes. Sometimes she's doing the crimes. Sometimes she's competing with Mary Jane. Uh, it's, yeah, there's so it's like, all sorts I, of things going on. I was in band reading this, and I was like showing my friends, oh my gosh, he's about to get killed. And then I was like, I flipped the page. Oh my gosh, they're making out. <laughs> so, yeah. So that is, uh, that is Uncanny X-Men for you. So... Or, or Uncanny Spider-Man. Um, there were a number of Star Wars books. I'm now caught up on those with the with the whole um, metal storyline. It's interesting because it is less coherent in terms of there's like four or five books it's crossing through, but some of them just are basically maintaining their own mm -hmm. storyline, just with little sort of connections. The two or three main books, though, that look at sort of these droids trying to essentially take over the universe, uh, including somehow finding a way to inhabit human beings as oh. well, is actually really good. It's by Charles Sewell, who's a great writer. I've been enjoying it. Okay, one of the other ones that I read was Captain Marvel. Sure. Um, and I thought that one was interesting because it kind of had the same vibe as the Marvel's movie with the whole, like, the younger girl having the things that made her, mm -hmm. like, switch places with Captain Marvel. I was like, yep. that's what the movie was about. Yep, except instead of it being, like, Kamala, yeah. it's a different girl who's a thief who steals mm -hmm. the Negabands, which were a relic of the original Captain Marvel, and then somehow they start, start switching places. What's interesting is this is how Captain Marvel's powers used to work way back in the day, was she would switch places with Carol Danvers. Mm. And Captain Marvel was almost like a different person when she appeared. And then Carol wouldn't be around when Cap when almost like uh, if you think of the way Shazam's powers work. Yeah, in the movie, so like he doesn't the same thing. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yep. And so that one, we'll see how it goes. It's definitely a different direction. They've got a different costume for her. Uh, I found it a little bit weird, but entertaining. Yeah, we'll I see, mean it wasn't my it favorite, but it wasn't bad no but it's you know with the established lore of captain marvel and how she's become sort of you know one of the heavyweights of the marvel universe mm -hmm. she's the leader of the avengers and everything yeah. having her accidentally switching places with some teenager is going to be a problem if yeah. they don't get this figured out so yeah so you like that one though yeah cool very cool um did you read captain america I did not. I was going to, but then um, I didn't have time in my I opening. Going, I was going to see how much you enjoyed getting to see sort of like middle-aged men spending their day doing drywall and repairing their apartment complex that they've purchased. Because I was going to read it, and then I was like, because it's only two issues out right now. No. So I was like, I could probably do that. But then I didn't have time. I felt, I felt very... Very much like this was something that was written sort of for me. You know, somebody who, who knows what it's yeah. like to repair houses and stuff. Is, I'm not actually sure how much fun this would be for a teenager. So, is there any superheroing at all? A little all? bit. A little bit. He's, he doesn't hang around the house, you know, fixing plumbing the entire time. But there is a lot of home repair in it. 
So it's like you. it's like Mario, where he's a plumber, but then he turns into a superhero. I, I think that's about it right now. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds. That is uh, that's where Steve Rogers is at right now. So one other one, and this is actually one I asked you to read, mm -hmm. is Immortal Thor. I've been reading these, and I know you talked about in the past. You're a fan of Loki. Loki's in these. What did you think of Immortal Thor? I thought it was, okay, I was kind of confused about some of it because it was, I feel like it was very mythologically based. Absolutely. So I was like, I feel like I need to know some of the lore already, but like they explained it well enough that I understood for the most part what was going on. But there were some parts where I was like, I have no idea what this is supposed to be, but I'm just going to go with it because it... I can put together the pieces. Well, and they're also making some of it up. Like, so Toranos, the the <laughs> other big Thor, yeah, is not an actual character. Yeah, but I, I could understand yeah. who he but was. But there's a lot of Norse myth in it. There's mm -hmm. always a lot of Norse myth in it. It's basically Thor gets, you know, takes care of some frost giants, and then Loki comes down and says, Thor, would you trust me even if it seems like I'm being the bad guy? And Thor's like, you know, yeah, you're my brother. Sure, I'd trust you. Which is a terrible idea, considering what we know. Yeah. But it's it's Thor's way. And out of that, then you get something where it appears that Loki has sort of done him in. It reminds me of in The Good Place, when they have to make the decision to trust Michael, even though it mm -hmm. looks like he's betrayed them. And they're just like, you know, we got to believe in him. And that's that's where Thor ended up as well so i like these a lot i think that the the story is interesting and different it's got al ewing doing it as the writer martin uh Cocolo and matthew wilson doing a great job on the art and color and then joe sabino on letters so i've actually really no the direction they're going with it seems like it's it's got some some cool options and then we'll just kind of see where it all leads. So this is an ongoing, and uh, yeah, Loki's Loki's being all sorts of trouble right now. So we'll see we'll see how Thor deals with all of this. I did like that they had it written that Loki was both the god and goddess of like storytelling or whatever, mm -hmm. um, and they referred to him as as them instead, which I thought was kind of cool because like there's not that much of that in in comics loki's been a sort of an amorphous character yeah is that for a long time androgynous type because it, even but. in the other series the there was a female version of him like in that he turned into and he was he was a, a female god for a number of years back mm -hmm. in the day as well so there have been other times loki just you know he's the trickster god he can kind of kind of just does whatever forms and and he's kind of a shapeshifter and, and, and does whatever he, he wants to. So, or whatever they want to, I guess. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's cool stuff. Interesting story. And, you know, interesting that yet again, so it's just starting. So if you are interested in getting in on any of these books we've talked about, pretty much all of them are at issue three or lower. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and check them out. Also been finding Alpha Flight to be fun. I read that one. As somebody who read Alpha Flight way back in the 80s, there's a secret. Uh, I think 
comics sometimes remind me of how they're almost like a soap opera and i haven't read alpha flight in 15 years but i figured out the mystery that was supposed <laughs> to be the big mystery because i'm like oh there's one character missing and there's somebody who wears a mask all the time i wonder if that's her whoa hey! that's crazy so yeah comics uh comics 100 percent are uh, are something that you know you can pick back up after decades and nothing's really changed so outside of that though let's talk a little bit about jumping on points what were the what were the ones we identified that were kind of places you could just start up if you wanted to we had hallow's eve marvel zombies captain marvel and marvel unleashed yeah. and i added marvel unleashed just because i think you can always just jump in on that because it's just a fun fun kind of story um again these all came out on halloween week so a lot of them the, the Hallow's Eve and Zombies were sort of specials for that. Captain Marvel, if you are interested in getting going with one of the big heroes, that's one of the ones now that you know, has a number one. You can start mm -hmm. out at Ground Zero. And it does appear to be a very different scenario for Captain Marvel. Yeah. So this would be a good place to onboard if you're interested in, in starting in with, with Captain Marvel. I think that the two Halloween ones are good jumping on points just because especially the hollows eve one because it's a one shot you yep. can it's just a contained story you can just read it and enjoy it without having to worry about keeping up with anything else that is nice and then the marvel zombies one um that one is it's a limited series so yep. do you think, I think it's going to be four do you think that every one of them is just going to have like three or four yep. stories in it so that that also makes it easy kind of to follow follow along because they're all like contained stories in yep. but in the same kind of world there's so. a history of this sort of thing the yeah. black white and blood uh, for instance there was a moon a moon knight black white and mm -hmm. blood and this one's i think different i don't think it did the same thing but in the previous ones they all the stories were black and white except for the blood the red mm -hmm. is that was this one like that too? i don't know i don't think it was but that was the that was the shtick before was that it was everything was black oh, and white it might be actually no yeah it is but yeah it is so it's the same way yeah and and so a lot of it is like washes on that so it, i didn't remember it as much being but mm -hmm. so there's only one color in the book and it's red so it's either all black and white or or that one accent color um these are fun stories though all the black white and bloods that i've read so far i've enjoyed and this is another one that's pretty cool as far as bingeable series we have only one it's x-men days of future past doomsday um the last one came out if if you know days of future past if you've been reading x-men for a long time and you're into the mythology this is kind of a cool one because it does give you that ability to go back and you know get another viewpoint on that old Claremont, Claremont, uh, Claremont Byrne story from the 80s. Essentially, Uncanny X-Men number 141 and 142, I think, or 142 and 143, were a storyline called Days of Future Past. And it kind of is this interesting look at how in the future, mutants have been put into camps and turned against each other and everything else. It's really bad. And so Kitty Pride goes back from the past to the the present, or from the future to the to our present, to try and find a way to stop the things that caused that future from happening. And that has been riffed off 
all the time in Marvel and especially the X-Men stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, and this is another one of those. So if you like that and uh, and you'd look, look to see some more of that, uh, that's a four-issue series that just ended up. So, which brings us to our picks. Yeah. My pick is, is Immortal Thor. I think it was probably my favorite book of the week in terms of something to... Uh, to kind of get started on and and read and it's got a strong beginning to an interesting storyline yeah if you hadn't picked that that would have been my pick too but i also really did like the marvel zombies okay. because i like horror stuff and the halloween week has really been my kind of stuff because it's got all the horror um yeah, and now that you mentioned the coloring in the book, I'm like, that's so cool. Because I didn't really register that before. I think because they they used it in a painted way, where it really washed in well. Cause yeah, I didn't, I didn't even notice. And in the previous ones, like reading it in the in the Moon Knights and like, mm-hmm. it was usually very visible because they used it as almost like a, just a flat red sort of outlined kind of color type of thing. In this one, it's much more, much more subtle, much more integrated. All right, so I think that's it. We've been through uh, our favorites and a list of sort of the stuff that came out this week. Hopefully you get a little bit of an idea what makes some good things to read. We will see you next week for another look at what's new in the world of Marvel Unlimited. And we'd love to hear from you. Email us at unlimitedanswers at comicsovertime.com or find us on Instagram or Blue Sky at comicsovertime. Make sure to subscribe now in order to get our weekly look at what's new on Marvel Unlimited. You can find us anywhere fine podcasts are available, including iTunes, Google, Amazon, Spotify, and our hosting platform, Podbean. Absolutely. All right. Been a good time. Fun week of comics. We will see you all later. Take care. Bye.